Want to know how to take your home from lackluster to blockbuster? Need to know the latest interior design trends? Then you'll be right at home with the Find It, Style It podcast. Hosted by Lauren Keenan, where we show you how easy it is to create beautiful spaces and turn your house into a home you'll love. Find it, style it. Shake it! This is the Find It, Style It podcast, and in this series, we're talking about the do's and don'ts of renovating for profit. Hey, I'm Lauren Keenan. I'm an interior stylist and the founder of Find It, Style It and this award-winning podcast. And we're a couple that likes to get things done. I'm a creative. I've got a big interest in property. We renovated a property recently, and we want to take you through some of the pitfalls based on our recent experience and some of the essential things that you need to know. Like the difference between renovating to rent and renovating to live in or sell, and the benefits of setting and sticking to a budget. This is episode two, finding your investment property. Find it, style it. Hey Lauren, how are you going? Good, Scotty. How are you? I'm good, and we've got a, a third party got, here today. I've got a little furry friend, Josie, who's sitting on my knee, and she's so warm. She stars on your Instagram account, of course, and she has her own. Josie the fur kid. <laughs> Check that yes, out. Yes, we are those people. <laughs> yeah. Today, uh, we're talking about finding your investment property, and this is episode two, as I said, of this podcast season. And you just told me that this should be the easiest episode for me to record because it's basically about being on your phone. <laughs> um, yes. And so. and. About about getting happy. Oh, where's my symbol? <laughs> um, apps can be a fantastic tool. Well, they're pretty much the tool now when you're searching for your investment property. They are. So we're going to talk through the best tools for finding your property. We'll get into that shortly. And first, I want to talk a little bit about some of the primary principles involved in property investment and the market. And we're clearly not um, investment experts per se, but there's some things that we've learned along the way that we thought were worth sharing. So this is all our opinion and our experience. If you're thinking about doing something similar, it's always a good idea to have a chat with your financial planner just to work out if it's the right option for you. And your accountant to work out how that impacts on your, your income and your tax situation. We reckon that you know property you know, is one of the main most sound forms of investment. It's primarily a long-term investment for building wealth. And for as long as I can remember, I'm in my mid-late 30s now, property really has always been talked about as the cornerstone of your sort of personal um, financial security. And I think there's probably been a bit in the news lately about, you know, property prices dropping across Australia and has the bubble burst. And and look, maybe there is going to be a fluctuation or a correction, but um, like you said, property is a long-term investment, and if you can afford to to hang on to it or to offload it really quickly, as you know, is the other option we've been talking about, then there is still a you know great opportunity to to make money. And most markets and most types of investments are cyclical. Um, some more than others. Uh, there are some with lower risk, you know, like putting your money in a high interest account at the bank. Sorry, what's that? There are still high interest accounts? Yeah, you don't get much these days, but they're very um, low return, but also low risk. You know, property is probably more, more middling when you think about the, the types of um, investments and um, the, the types of risk. And each market as well, each property market is going to have its own type of risk associated with it based on um, you know what's in that location. Is it a mining town, for example? Is it a country town uh, where farming is the key um, industry? 
or is it you know an urban area where there's consistent long-term growth? So it's basically about every every area, every suburb will have its own profile, and there's there's ways that you can find that information when you're hunting for your your investment property. So it's important to remember that property markets do fluctuate. We've seen that, as Lauren said, in Sydney in particular and in Melbourne um, uh, during sort of 2018. In regional areas, of course, uh, property prices have, have risen uh, around 10% over the same period. So you've got to do your research. Um, you can make profit um, building and renovating and then selling quickly in a high-performing market, but the market isn't always sort of in that situation. So you've got to do your research. You're listening to the Find It, Style It podcast with Lauren Keenan. So, Scotty, there are a couple of go-to websites that uh, we like to use and that are quite well known um, for hunting for your next investment property. Yep. What are they? Well, really- Don't keep me in suspense. (laughs) (laughs) They are domain.com.au and realestate.com.au. Obviously, these are Australian websites. If we have any listeners who are tuning in from uh, overseas, then it's probably something similar in your neck of the woods. Yeah, and those businesses, in particular, realestate.com.au is actually a really large um, listed business. It's one of the biggest businesses in the media sector in Australia, and they do have interest in other property companies overseas. They've got those listed on their website. Yeah, and I mean, they're, they're an excellent tool for um, not only just looking for actual properties that are on the market, but for um, looking at the profiles of different suburbs, the, the types of people that live there, the types of amenities that are there, historical sales for the areas. Um, so they really should be your, your first call when you're searching for an investment property. And you probably need to have a look at both because I know that um, some real estates will use one and not the other. Um, individual owners might use one and not the I other. I think actually realestate.com.au is a little bit more um, widely used. There's more, the more properties on there. Yeah. Okay. I'm just about to open that up right now on my phone so I can just double check that. So yeah, there's lots of nifty tools, lots of um, photos of all the properties on there. I think they really encourage um, real estates to use floor plans. So really just pumping as much information onto those listings as possible. So on a website like that, there are a lot of listings. And even when you start to use things like filters and you can talk us through how they work to narrow down your search, there can still be a lot of properties Um that can be a little bit daunting. How, how do you start to narrow down to the types of properties that you like or the ones that fit your that fit your requirements? You should have probably already started doing some research. So um, before you get onto something like domain or realestate.com.au, it's really about thinking, well, are we buying to rent out? Are we buying to sell this? So obviously you've got to look at your budget. That's that's number one. How much can we afford to spend? It's going to really dictate the, the property that you, properties that you're able to go for. And, and make a list about the criteria of the type of property that you'd like? Yeah, definitely. Just make a few, you know, a couple of bullet points on a piece of paper. It doesn't need to be anything um, massively comprehensive, but just get your thoughts out onto the paper. So when you are looking through these listings, you can go, yep, that one ticks those boxes. This one doesn't, but you know, it could still be a goer because it's got these these other options that, that we hadn't thought of. And you can use that as a way, I guess, to work out whether what you think you're going to do is actually doable. So you might think, well, I'd really like to do a a family home, um, you know, renovation and rent back into an you know, outer suburban suburb in Sydney or Melbourne uh, or Brisbane. And you might um, start to have a look through what that looks like in terms of the houses, what's on the market and what it costs and you might have to readjust your plan based on what's available and what the budget what the budget and is. And I think just talking about it again as a as a research tool. So if you are looking to buy to then rent out, we'll also be using these apps to look at you know the rental listings. So what um, what rentals are there available in the areas that you're looking at? How much are they charging per week? And how many are there? How many are there? What are the There's a lot. What are the um what are the houses actually like? Are they in good condition? Are people renting them regardless? These are these are all the things that you're able to access. You know basically 
in the palm of your hand. And it helps you make decisions as well about how to invest your money when you've found the right house because if you've got a set of criteria around we need to put in um, into an old house, ducted air conditioning, for example, well, maybe you don't because there might be, you know, 30 other homes or 20 other homes in the suburb that are similar but don't have air conditioning. And it might be a large investment that you think, well, actually, it's that the market doesn't require it. Yeah, renters aren't looking for that specifically. They'd rather pay slightly less rent than, than have that service. So the other thing I like just in terms of research as well, so we just talked about if you're looking to buy and then rent out, but if you are looking to buy and then sell, the other great tool that you can use on both these apps that we're talking about is the sold function. So um, instead of clicking on buy or rent, you click on sold and you look what properties in Uh that particular area have sold for. And some of them may not disclose their prices, but a lot of them will. And Or you can just see the sheer number that have sold or have been on the market. And, and, And the type of property that people are prepared to buy. And again, what have people done to it? How does the inside look? How does the landscaping look? What what have people had to do to sell this property? And then so just in terms of the apps and how they work, can you just talk us through what uh, how you narrow your search to sort of find the types of property you're looking for? What are the types of um, filters that are available and, and how do you make best use of those? Well, you can certainly filter by property type. So if you know you're looking for a house or an apartment or a townhouse, um, perhaps you're you know, your money bags and you're looking for land that you can develop. <laughs> These are all options that you can literally tick one or tick two or three, depending on how open you want your search to be. So say I was to tick, you know, apartment, and then there's also a little sliding scale there. If I have a top end of my budget in mind, I can I can set that as well. And then it just goes down into different um, segments like bedrooms and bathrooms and car spaces. So if any of these things are important to you, then you would obviously fill in that criteria. If it's not important to you, you just leave it as any and, and maybe you want to see firstly the widest range of properties that are available and then narrow it down from there. And then in those individual listings, uh, what are the other couple of you know, really key features that you need to look out for? Um, look, I think there's a few things to mention. There's um, a home loan calculator within each listing, um, which is important. It's, it's a nice little snapshot, but I would say that if you're at this point of looking in for an investment property and you don't know how much your monthly repayments will be, then probably time to pack it in. Yeah, or go and talk um, to a mortgage broker. probably should have sorted that out by now. The other thing I really like is that all the open for inspections are listed um, within each page and you can even add them to your calendar. So um, remember what it was like when we were looking for our investment property. There's there's a lot on the go and you're thinking, oh God, how are we going to get to this one and then that one and what time was that other one? So this function lets you put it straight into your calendar and your phone. Oh, that's cool. So you can just pop up and see, oh, we're due to be at this address at 12.45 and then at one fifteen, we've got to make our way over to... You know, yeah, you've got to drive uh, a, a place that's 30 minutes away in uh, you know in 10 minutes because you've uh, the last one's run over. And the last one that I wanted to mention was, um, and I think this is a, a really big thing, is nearby schools. People seem to be um, very caught up in what schools are nearby, how good are the schools, and that's you know people looking to rent this property that you might be developing, but also if you're looking to on-sell it. So having good schools nearby is something that people will be quite focused on. Absolutely, especially case. if it's a, a house and a property for a family, but even if it's not these days, because we're all living in in inner urban areas, there's a lot of medium um, density properties. I mean, we're in a, in an apartment. Many people do live in apartments. There's lots of families that live in these apartments. There are, too. and and it's so it's you're right. It's it's something that's really important to keep an eye on. Very quickly, then there's a couple of other things in these apps that we should talk about. You can do things like setting up email alerts. Yeah, so pick a pick a couple of suburbs that you think you might be interested in. You'll get all sorts of emails coming through. Not to say they'll bombard you with um, you know, information 
information that you don't want, but it'll show you recent um, properties that have sold in the area. Recent listings. Recent listings. Also give you some great information about the, the suburb itself um, and how that can have an impact on property prices. And it also tells you things like what's the average growth um, in terms of sales uh, over the last 12 months and what the yield is on on rent, the average yield for um, for rent uh, in, in that suburb, which is really useful. Another really useful piece of information to work out whether you should be investing there. So basically these websites are kind of like information aggregators now, aren't they? They, they pull in all the info and then they analyze it all and, and spit it out to those of us who are interested. They've gotten so much better over the last few years. And so for people like us and for anybody that's interested in buying property, you know, all the information now is at your fingertips. You've just got to know how to use those filters, how to set up your email and how to interrogate that information so that you can get the best out of it and make the decision that best suits you. Subscribe for exclusive perks and insider tips at finditstylet.com.au. So we've just talked about all the, the whiz-bang um, new, school. new school ways of uh, finding your next investment property, but what about some of the old school ways, Scotty? Yeah, well, I reckon um, you know face-to-face conversation and, and meeting people and getting out and seeing and feeling things is, is just as good a way of doing it as well. It's a bit more time-consuming and you can't do it while you're behind the desk at work um, you know, pretending to be filling out your latest report. But um, on a weekend... Um, or even taking a day off work, getting out and seeing some of these suburbs. Get in the car, go for a road trip. You yeah, you're, you're intending to buy and you've got to know the suburb. You've got to know what they feel like. You've got to know whether it's the right place to spend your money. Yeah, so check out what you know the other houses are like in that area and what the general vibe of the town is. And that's really going to help you nut out the types of people that may eventually buy from you or rent from you. Yeah, and ask yourself questions like, are the properties well kept? Are they maintained? Are there written off cars on the front lawns of uh, people's property nearby, or are they, you know, manicured lawns or, you know, well looked after? Are there school, as you said, but sports amenities nearby too? And look, those things, you know, if something looks a bit shabby, it's not necessarily going to sway you away from purchasing there, but it's going to inform you better as to the price you'll pay for a property in that area. Another old school practice that I really like is making friends with your real estate agent. We've made friends with a few over the years. Yes, we have. Kept friends all, with a couple of them. They all love a chin wag. They do. It's, uh, you know, it's a professional um, uh, requirement, I think, for a real estate agent. But that doesn't mean that you need to let them talk you to death. It's important that you interrogate them too and, and you know, ask them questions. And even if you're not going in to, to meet an agent to, to buy on that day or to go and visit a property, go and get to know them. Let them know that you're interested in property and talk to them about the sorts of things that you are interested in so that if something does come onto the market, they you, contact well, yeah, you first. You might know about it before everybody else does. You want to get a jump on the market. You want to be able to get in, put your best foot forward and even make a uh, an offer on a property before it's advertised. If you can have a relationship like that with an agent in an area where you know you want to buy, uh, you are miles ahead of the opposition. Got any tips on how to butter up a real estate agent? I don't know. Drop them in a bottle of plonk? Buy them a coffee? They should be dropping you in a bottle of plonk. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we might come back on that uh, in a future episode. Well, what about, um, you often see on TV shows about mm. buying and selling property, of which you know I'm a huge fan, Yes, um, the use of uh, buyer's agents becoming more popular in Australia. I think it's in, in places like the UK, it's been popular for quite some time, but I see it more and more being an option in Australia. Yeah, I think um, if you're really unsure or if you're time poor, um, if you're a professional that that is, uh, you know, working a job that's, you know, sort of seven till six, seven to seven, and you just are finding it difficult to manage, you know, family and then wanting to make this investment as well. You know, we get um, mortgage brokers, we get 
um, accountants. You know, we get people to help us with professional expertise. Why not with a uh, with a buyer's agent? You know, the, the the real estate agent holds all the cards often in an arrangement like this, in a transaction like a purchase of a house. I and think it could work quite well if you're just not a very confident negotiator as well. If you've maybe if you've you know you've only got a certain amount to spend and you and you you know you need to make sure you nail this investment, or if you you just want someone to negotiate on your behalf um, that has no emotional connection um, to this purchase. That's that's really important too, isn't it? Because you can go into a property, you can fall in love with it even as a investor. Um, as an investor thinking about what you could do with it, your mind could uh, get a little bit ahead of you. That sure does. <laughs> or your heart, in fact. And they can help perhaps to rein it in or, or to make a decision for you and provide, I guess, uh, some, some clear advice about um, whether the house fits the brief that you've set for them. Yeah. So I think if you just if you Googled um, buyer's agent and, and then the, the area that you're looking at, um, that would certainly throw up a few options for you if you think you need a little bit of help negotiating your next purchase. Find it. Style it. Okay, so that's been our top tips for finding your investment property. So it's a lot of uh, mobile phone in your hand and a little bit of old school chatting with the real estate. See if you can get your uh, your data plan at home, perhaps one of those uncapped <laughs> ones where you can just go for your life. <laughs> Coming up in the next episode of the Find It, Style It podcast in this series, we talk to you about buying to keep and rent or buying to flip. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Yeah, well, this is something that we... We grappled with. We really grappled with when we uh, when we bought our property because uh, we'd made a decision when we started the project and then as we got our way through it, we thought, we're doing such a good job. Well, you finish and you're like... Damn, this is amazing. We should, like, could, what could we do? Could we sell this thing? That's a really important decision because it can direct what you do in your innovation. And how you spend your funds. So we're going to talk to you about that in the next episode of the Find It, Style It podcast. If you like what you hear, let us know. Uh, give us a review on iTunes. Or if you want to get in touch with Lauren about either working with her, she's an interior stylist and a home decorator. You can email me, lauren at finditstyleit.com.au. And uh, if you've got any questions as well around this, uh, topic, then um, get in touch that way or through the socials as well. Uh, say good day. Give us your question and we'll try and answer them throughout the course of the series. So that's it for today and we'll catch you again soon. Until next time, bye. Follow Lauren on your socials for latest style trends and tips. Just search Find It, Style It and subscribe now for exclusive perks, discounts and updates about store openings straight into your inbox. Go to finditstyleit.com.au.